Hello and welcome to Bear Books. I'm April Berry. And I'm Daisy Ray. Today we're bringing you an indie author interview with a difference. Let me ask you, what is a podcast to do when an author is happy to take part in an interview but doesn't want to use their voice? Well, let me tell you, it's certainly a challenge. Our voices are all we have on this amazing little podcast. Thankfully, we had a spare voice floating around on standby in the attic at the studio, so we use that to deliver the words of today's guest. Thank you, Mystery Voice Giver. We appreciate you. You, yes. Thank you. Dilemma averted. So back to today's guest then, indie author Anya Fox. Anya is the author of several books, which include COVID Blues and Twos, an erotic tale, and their latest title, a thriller, Inside or Out. Anya is not averse to a little secrecy and controversy, courts it, in fact. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But Daisy and I are always up for a little bit of investigating. We could have been Cagney and Lacey in a former life. And who doesn't like a little bit of intrigue in the day? We certainly do. So we sent on you some questions via email and crossed our fingers for some juicy tidbits for you. Ooh, if we're going to be Cagney and Lacey, then Bagsy Lacey, she was my favourite. And yes, we've tried real hard to find out where all the cloak and dagger subterfuge comes from and to see if we can get a little sneaky peek behind the Anya mask. Okay, so let's get started then. All a little tongue-in-cheek and all good fun. But did we succeed? Let's find out. Anya Fox. It's a good name, a pen name, a pseudonym, a disguise, a hiding place, where you have the opportunity to try on a whole new persona. Now, is this because you write thrillers for adults and even slipped in an erotica? Do you want to protect your nearest and dearest from the backlash of your autobiographical kiss and tell style? Many thanks for having me on. As you know, I am a huge Bear Book podcast fan. My closely guarded anonymity could indeed be seen as a hiding place, or perhaps it is more a vehicle to spread my wings wider, like drinking too much tequila at a masked ball. There is actually a more mundane reason. I gave up a lucrative and busy career in industry to write and travel. I now also fill my time working with some of the county's most vulnerable children and their families. I am required to keep a low public and social media profile, often having to advocate for the kids and fight their corner. Some of my adversaries would love to have my alter ego, Jessica Taylor and her antics, to pummel me around the head with. I am pleased you mentioned the erotica. COVID Blues and Twos was originally a private platform for me to establish the character of my flawed hero, Jessica Taylor, I googled the top 10 porn searches and made the poor girl jump through hoops. By the end of the book, I knew my Jess inside out, upside down and back to front. I knew her every reaction to any situation I might subsequently throw at her. At first, the book was my secret. I even told my wife it was a sci-fi about three-breasted lesbian aliens sent back in time to kidnap Jesus so that she wouldn't ask to read it. My best mate saw through my shallow ruse, and soon they tricked me into letting them read the manuscript. He and my wife then talked me into publishing. 
Many indie authors will say the hardest part of indie or self-publishing is the marketing and sales. My little work of smut grew legs and has done very well. But unfortunately, it can dominate my thrillers and I am now in the process of retiring the book from public life. But I would argue even COVID blues and twos is not pure erotica. I touch on relationships, mental health, race and gender politics. The story is of a vulnerable, flawed young woman fighting for her husband's life during the pandemic. I will agree that COVID blues and twos is not pure erotica, but erotica is meant to be story-led, isn't it? So the fact that it's woven around your main character's life is what we would expect. It was a difficult time for most back then, and it's not fully behind us yet. So thank you for doing your bit to lift everyone's spirits. Amongst other things, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and talking of erotica, I'd even go so far as to say that your comedy Rasputin, Prince of Russia, is like 13 chapters of dad jokes loosely wrapped in porn. So if that's your cup of tea. So Anya, are you proud of the books you've written or are you skulking behind anonymity to allow yourself to be freer to write without fear? There are many reasons authors skulk behind an underplume. My guess is George Eliot's reasons are different from Anya's. But yes, in addition to my emergency foster carer reason, there is certainly a sense of freedom associated with using a pen name. There are things I have done in my past that make me blush and cringe, unable to vocalise them to anyone except my wife. But when I pop on my Anya hat, I can embellish and emblazon them across the page even though I might still cringe when a fan quotes them back to me. Yes, I am very proud of my books and having made the journey. Around six hours into the pandemic lockdown, my wife said, On your love, why not write that thriller you always wanted to write? Or failing that, just sit in the other room, please. I have now published six novels from scratch, writing, editing, cover designs, formatting and marketing. I committed another marketing faux pas by writing each of my thrillers in a separate subgenre. J.K. Rowling may have said, No, Anya, just publish the same story 14 times with slightly different titles. But I am proud both of my books and of my versatility. Incidentally, all my books are standalone plots and can be read in any order. All have my flawed hero, Jessica. Read the books in order to better understand her developing mental health issues. I find it interesting that you state how proud you are of Anya, but you refer to her in the third person, like you want to distance yourself from her in some way. Yeah, and I'm not sure I've taken away from the books anything about Jessica's developing mental health issues. She seems a wholly extrovert character with no filter unless the lack of a filter is symptomatic of her issues, which I guess could make sense. Yeah. You have a bio on Amazon where you allude to your character, Jessica Taylor, being semi-autobiographical. Is that a truth, Anya? Because the character is quite free and easy with her affections, if you know what I mean. Or are you writing her as you would like to be? Or is she the kind of woman you want to meet? Jessica Taylor is hugely autobiographical. I am happily married, but I thoroughly enjoyed being single in the past, and it was a big decision for me to step away from that freedom. But I'm also a storyteller. 
What reads as fun with several lovers may have been inspired by a single event within a long-term relationship with one partner, for instance. But conversely and perversely, I have little imagination. Huge portions of my books are my real adventures copied and pasted into my thrillers, admittedly through the Anya lens. So, for instance, I really have been involved in two major industrial fires, been trapped down a deep wet cave whilst potholing, chased out of a Canadian forest by an angry grizzly bear protecting her cubs, been involved in a polar bear attack, scrambled onto a swimming platform chased by a shark, chased a wild man-eating tiger from the back of an ostrich-dripping kai elephant, been held hostage in a French hotel and rescued by a cross-dresser wearing a negligee. The list goes on and on, just like I go on and on. I was rescued from a burning ferry on the Bosphorus. I had bandits point guns at me while driving across the Atlas Mountains as a teenager. I bribed a corrupt police officer so I could leave Morocco. There are very few things Jessica has done that I haven't also done, by degree. Jessica's strength of personality aside from her reckless libertine antics, is based on my own wife, my mother, my grandmothers, and the very special young lady with whom I was desperately close. So I guess I have already met Jessica. Wow, that is one impressive list of adventures there, Anya. If you lived in Cabot Cove, that's a murder she wrote reference for you young'uns, You'd either be the first body at the foot of the cliffs or the number one suspect for sure. This is surely the stuff of dreams too, right? Or you're having one hell of a life there. I agree. There are writers out there on you that use a pen name because they don't want people to know, for example, that their book was written by a man or vice versa. Would strong female led erotica such as yours be as well received if it was written by a man, for example? Mm, an interesting point. We live part of the year on the Aegean coast of Turkey. A fellow indie author living in Turkey arranged to meet me on the beach. She admitted she expected to see a fat, bald bloke from Manchester. I mean, Manchester for goodness sake, I'm from the Shires. The pen name Anya Fox is based on my nickname from school. The only Anya I ever actually met was a gruff male welder from Poland. In my early writing career, I kept Anya gender neutral, and my first bio photo was of a young male model who specialised in androgynous posed photographs. Back in those days, I strictly pronounced myself they, them, and even refused to answer comments or Facebook posts which were gendered. Men often assumed I was male, women assumed I was female. I would correct people and ask them to call me Anya, not love or darling. It was quite liberating and fun. But there was a drift towards people assuming I was female, perhaps because of my writing subject, style and strong women characters. Eventually, I stopped using stock photos for the bio and covers, now using my own. It was good while it lasted. One reason to use a pen name is because the writer may not want to receive all the associated attention of being a successful author. But for some, all the work that was put into a book has earned them the attention. 
How does this work for you, Anya? You certainly do not come across as shy. I am certainly not shy. I do like a drink. And in the pub, a group was saying how they wouldn't want to be young and have to do the whole dating scene again. I love dating. I love the chase and the anticipation. Didn't worry me if it came to nothing. I love playing the game. Similarly, I am comfortable at parties with friends or with strangers. But wait for it. I absolutely am that shrinking violet you refer to. I hide behind Anya and cannot public speak even to small groups of friends. I love it when someone says their friend likes my book. But I hate it if the group discussion turns directly to other me as opposed to Anya. With Anya, I can live in the third person. Anya rocks. I had a real buzz recently. I was sat in, you've guessed it, a pub and saw a man at another table reading my thriller, Listless in Turkey. Part of me wanted to say, hi, I wrote that book. What's your favourite part? But I was quite happy to just sit and savour the moment. So, is Anya Fox a fresh start from a previous life that you can't talk about? No, I had a lovely childhood. I loved my work. I enjoy doing my current work, writing and travelling. Like Jessica, not only am I brave, gorgeous and occasionally reckless, I am also smug. I have had a few difficult moments in the past, but except for one or two that involved loved ones, I wouldn't change or hide from any of them. Jessica is autobiographical, but she is also my revolving door. She is my what if. What if I went outside the house in Turkey when crack troops were swarming through the village? What if I fought the Berber with the gun? What if I lashed out at my love rival, kept riding my motorbike eastwards, stayed with the wrong partner, made a run from the French hotel instead of barricading myself in? Hadn't shouted a warning seconds before a polar bear plowed into a bus queue. If I am resolutely calm and unmixed, then Jessica is my passionate, mixed-up, parallel universe. Other than your family, because I'm making an assumption there that they do know, how many people in the world know your real identity, if any? It is becoming more people. Maybe a dozen in the UK and a dozen in Turkey. I will never go public-public whilst I am working with the kids, but I am getting braver. Using real bio photos was a gigantic leap of faith for me. My mother-in-law is a vicar. Even she knows who I am. I doubt my books are her sort of thing, but she owns a Kindle, so who knows what she reads in the comfort of the vestry. I doubt she has mentioned me to her friends or flock. The younger adults in my family are respectful. As they find me out, one by one, I ask them not to read COVID Blues and Twos. If any of them have read it, they've kept quiet about it. This begs the question, which we know we won't get an answer to. If these are your words and your author photo is real, why is your voice the part of you that you believe would put you at risk? So it can't hurt to ask. Sometimes being a bit cheeky pays off. Come on, Anya Fox, reveal yourself. Who are you? I am Anya Fox, an indie author who wrote a few lines during the pandemic and has now published six novels, including that book in me, 
travel suspense thriller, Listless in Turkey. You're right in secret, Anya. If you do, where would you do it? Where does the invisible author create? Do you have a schedule? Are you a planner? Are you a pantser? My wife doesn't really get the whole Jessica Taylor phenomena, and my writing is relegated to the status of a hobby at home rather than my art or passion. She is complimentary, but we don't share the same literary humour. So I write when I can at home, between travelling and firefighting with the kids. I write when we are away in Turkey and she is reading on the beach. I write on the plane. I purchased a laptop with the first wave of royalties, so I am fairly mobile. Last year, I sat in a beach bar in Turkey, watching the kite surfers and tapping away at my prison drama, Inside or Out. I cried at the unfolding plot, tears streaming down my cheeks. I had to pretend to the waiter I had had an acute attack of hay fever. Writing my comedy parody, Rasputin, Prince of Russia, was similarly difficult. When out in the evening with friends, I would suddenly erupt into laughter, remembering something I had written during the day, or when a plot twist came into my mind. Another problem is, I struggle to read anything else, or even concentrate on films or plays when I have a work in progress, the plots mixed together. I need to write when my surroundings don't encroach rather than when it fits in with everyone's routine. I don't have a schedule. Some days I write for a couple of hours, other times I can go a bit longer. I often spend a day and gain little more than a paragraph. I am a pantser. I have a plot idea or even just an idea for a powerful scene. I then wander around for a few days thinking how to facilitate this great idea before starting on page one and working through the story chronologically. I often go back over previous chapters to add a new chapter or build up to something that has suddenly sprung to mind. But mostly I just tell myself the story as it develops. My main character, Jessica, helps a lot. She knows her mind and we work well together. There is never a dull moment with Jessica Taylor. Do you write your secrets into your books, aren't you? If we were lucky enough to know where to look for them, would we find them? I write personal and private thoughts into my stories. The pen name helps with that. My second procedural thriller, Enemy Closer, has a few facts which some authorities would probably wish I hadn't written about. Not state secrets, but under the public radar. When I am not bearing all, including my soul... I'm actually quite a private person. The closest to putting actual secrets into my plots goes back to the revolving doors. I sometimes play out my deepest regrets or hopes. Dead people in my life can live again, with or without their flaws and challenges. Only Fox is a lie, but a very honest lie. there we have it. Anya Fox is a lie, but a very honest lie. You couldn't have chosen a better line to actually end your interview on. And so, dearest listener, over to you. What do you think? Does the secrecy make you curious enough to pick up an Anya Fox book? I mean, I've read a few, not the whole of her books. I've read a few of the beginnings because I was really, really curious because 
of, of some of the sorts of things that, that have come out of the questions that we've asked and the narrative that she's written. And I get Jessica Taylor. You do? Um, well, I get what Anya's trying to create with Jessica Taylor. Okay. But one of the things that I will say is, because I like to read the Lee Childs and, and books like that, and, and John, uh, James Patterson, sorry, giving him, him another name there, James <laughs> Patterson. And they're believable. Now, what I've picked out, this is my opinion and nobody else's, what I've picked out from these books is that did make a damn good Austin Powers movie. Uh, I can see where you're going there. You kept that one secret to yourself. <laughs> it's just a bit of a, you know. Anyway, we'll just have to have to see what happens. But uh, there we have it. I quite like that. I do think, though, that Anya is an intelligent writer. Yeah, I agree with you. I like the language. It's easy to read. It's just <laughs> it's just not necessarily my favourite subject to read about. But I can't fault her writing style or, or her intelligence. And she does have a sense of humour. She does. Yeah, she is a good writer. I have got to give her that. <laughs> Look, we can't have everything in life. And she's going to be somebody's cup of tea. Oh, yeah, she is, because she does have quite a decent fan base. She does, yeah. Anyway, come on, what have we got coming up next week? So for the next episode, we are moving back to our beloved flash fiction. I love some flash fiction. And the writing prompt is betrayal. You got anything in mind for that? Oh, betrayal. That just follows on quite nicely. Have you been reading too much on your fox? Because Jessica Taylor betrayed a partner big time. Or did she, though? Because they did have a conversation during one of their books in the story where she did say, you know, if you really don't want me to, I won't. Do you think if he'd have said no, she'd have behaved herself? There'd have been no book, would there? She'd have done it anyway, regardless. That's Jessica for you. Little Miss Slutty Knickers. <laughs> I've got some good ideas for a story about betrayal. Oh, yeah. Well, what would you write? I'm not giving too much away because I'm not giving everybody some prompts and hints about writing a story they can think for themselves they certainly can and we do have i have to say some brilliant stories coming in this season so thank you thank you thank you everybody for joining in and submitting all of your brilliant creativeness for us yes thank you very much and on that note we'll see you next week take care of each other Thank you for joining us. Now you've had a listen, why not pop over and join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send in your flash fiction submissions, you just need to email us at beerbookspod1 at gmail.com. And now that you're part of the Beer Books family, why not share us with all the bookworms and creatives in your life? Mm-hmm.